Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado, and I want to welcome you back to Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast. I'm so delighted to have you in the studio with me again, and we have wonderful guests that we're bringing to you in just a moment. We have a great show, so stay tuned. Okay, so we have a power couple with us on today and uh, on this week of the podcast. And I know that you are going to be blessed by our conversation. Our theme for the month of February is self-love, setting healthy boundaries with family, friends, significant others, and work. And this couple is a prototype. They have been doing this for 27 years. They have been married 27 years. They are hail from South Florida. They're the parents of four, grandparents of five. And they're, um, they went to college, met in, uh, in Florida. They went to college in Florida. They've been entrepreneurs for over 25 years. And presently, they are co-owners of three companies here in Georgia, and uh, they are marriage ministry leaders at, at our church, Grace Church International here in Atlanta. And I like this. They put in their bio, in person, we joke that we work together, sleep together, and play together, yet we love each other. Will you welcome to the Harmonize Your Life podcast, Al and Mona Roberts. Welcome, Al and Mona. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you. You know how much I love you all. Um, you know, it's it's um, not everyone that pastors can also call friends. And so Bishop Alvarado and I are just so delighted that not only are you all an asset to our church uh, family by leading our marriage ministry and serving on our board and, and other things that you all do just in leadership and being a part of of the Grace Church family, but we, but you're also a blessing to us as friends, and uh, we get to hang out together, go to lunch together, pre-COVID, you know, and then uh, and being on the shooting range with each other, yes, yes. That's my yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and Mona and I are walking partners. We walk together at Stone Mountain two days yes, a week. And, um, so yeah, so it's just good to be able to have good, wholesome conversation with with couples like you and Al, Mona. And so I'm glad to have you on the podcast as we talk about this notion of self-love. Our theme for the month of January on our podcast is self-love, setting healthy boundaries. And today I want to talk about setting healthy boundaries in marriage, in marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems a little oxymoronic that, that we would talk about uh, self-care or self-love when it comes to marriage, because marriage is all about the other. Marriage is about um, caring for someone else, loving someone else, serving someone else, being there for someone else. But yet in the midst of the marital uh, relationship, we still have to practice self-care and self-love. That's right. So what has been your experience with that? You've been married 27 years. How have you maintained a healthy marriage 
And we'll talk a little bit about setting boundaries around your marriage. But before we go to that, let's talk about how do you maintain healthy boundaries as individuals in the context of your marriage relationship? Well, first of all, let me say that, you know, you, you mentioned that it was uh, it was oxymoronic um, talking about couples, but yet self-care. Well, I think if you love someone, I love her and I want to help her to care for herself because I love her. I want her to do the things that are going to give her peace of mind um, and, you know, help her to take care of her body. So she needs some self-care sometimes just to deal with me. Uh, That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're not hard to deal with. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I'll push her out of the door. Hey, go hang with the girls and uh, go for your walk and, and go get a massage because it's not easy loving and taking care of a husband. And although we're empty nesters now, it wasn't always that way. So I love her. So I want her to care for herself. So self-care is important. Okay. Mama? Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I just come to, to learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. You know, that's one of my things right I there. Know it is. <laughs> I know it is. And so um, I've I've began to live that and live that with Al as well. So how do we love ourselves so that we can love each other, right? Yeah. And that that has to be intentional. Yeah. Right? We have right. to intentionally work on that. And doing so, we have found um, hobbies that we we embrace individually. Yeah. We're going to talk about all the things we do together. You said it in, in the bio and, and when you introduced us, but we also find value in the things that we do individually. Yeah. Wow. Now that's, that's, that's key because a lot of times as couples, we think that we have to do everything together. No, no. And, and, and so, you know, we, sometimes if a, if one spouse wants to have, has a, a hobby, like, for instance, with Bishop and I, I work out, I lift weights, you know, I'm in the gym. He His thing is shooting. And, you know, at one point in our marriage, I have to say, for me, when I first started working out, I wanted so bad for Bishop to work out with me. And I would be worrying him about going with me to the gym and, oh, you ought to, let's do this together. And when, and then I started feeling like he didn't love me because he didn't want to go to the gym with me. Right. And I was feeling, I was taking that as some kind of rejection, if you will. Right. And, um, but it just wasn't his thing. And so then, but, but when I finally said, you know what, I'm going to do this for me. Whether he goes to the gym with me or not, I'm going to do this for me. And when I start embracing that as my own journey and as my own hobby, as something that I love, right. then it became it, it, it lessens the it lessened the stress. It took the stress off of our relationship. Sure. It took tension out of our relationship, and I'm not angry with him because he's not going to the gym with me. Right. You know. And then when he started shooting. And going to the shooting range, that wasn't my thing. And and so he would say, well, honey, come to the shooting range with me. And I go, I don't really want to do that. Now, I've gone with him and I enjoy going with him to the outdoor range every now and then. But that's just still not my thing. You know, that's his thing. And I have found, Mona, that when I go to the gym and take care of me and when he go to the to the range and does his thing, when we come back together, 
it's more peace and harmony in our relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ditto. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because she and I were just talking maybe a day or two ago about this trip that she took. I think I think you guys may have gone on this trip together. Um, Three day trip. Oh, yeah. That's the self-care retreat. A self-care right. retreat. Yeah, okay. so, so let me let me uh, Al, before you say that, let me just do a little commercial here. So every year in January, through the self-care network, um, um, I sponsor a self-care retreat. This was our fourth year going on the retreat. And next year we're going to Aruba ladies. So you need to get your money together and go with us. And Mona has been coming to the self-care retreat for the past three years. That's right. And so I, I'm just so glad, and I'm so proud of Mona for pulling away. But Al, you were getting ready to say something about Mona leaving and going to the self-care retreat without yeah. you. Without me, and and it was okay. I mean, when she came back, she was like, well, babe, did you miss me? I said, yeah, I missed you. And then she started looking around and she started noticing. She's like, that gun wasn't sitting over there when you left, and, and this wasn't <laughs> like that. And I see the chair in the living room has been moved. That means you've been playing on your Xbox, your video games. So I had a chance to do some of the things. It was my self care. <laughs> Us men, we don't call it self care, but I guess it equates to that. You know, right, right. I got to do the things I wanted to do, and I was happy to see her because I had gotten all that out myself. <laughs> So you got to play on your Xbox without hearing her say, honey, can you come do this? Right. Honey, can you move this? What'd you say, mama? That was really his self-care retreat, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's important. We go on vacations together yeah. as couples, right? And we talk about those times when we go on vacations, but it's okay for one spouse to go away without the other spouse. Yeah, I think it's healthy. Yeah, I really do. And it, you know, I came back renewed. You know, I had missed him. I had a lot to talk about. Right, I wanted to share. Like, oh my gosh, it was this beautiful setting, and you know, some of the conversations we had. So I was excited to see him, and he he was well rested. He had played his video games for God knows how long. <laughs> <laughs> evening we had dinner and you know it was just a beautiful evening because we missed each other and we you know we we were in a healthy state for each other yeah wow 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 that that's good and and what do you, so what do you say to spouses who are listening and uh particularly sometimes you know husbands are not good with letting their wives go out what do you say to the husband uh. They need to experience it because um, I think a lot of times in a lot of relationships, the insecurity comes up when people talk about leaving. Um, and it may not even be insecurity about, you know, my spouse is going to go somewhere and do something they shouldn't. It may just be an insecurity in the sense of, um, you know, how can I function without him or how can I function without her? Um, mm -hmm. She does these things around the house and she's going to be gone for three days. Who's going to do those things for me? Um, but whatever the case may be, I, I think I would encourage men to, you know, to participate in this self-care thing, you know, allow your spouse to go, you go do some things yourself because you're going to find some peace. You're going to find something soothing. Um, I mean, for me, I found some pancakes and some sandwiches and <laughs> So 
things that, you know, I really enjoyed. I felt good after those three days because I got to do some things that I don't normally do. So I encourage guys to, hey, do that. Send your spouse off and, you know, not this particular trip, but the last time Mona was gone, me and a couple of guys got together and we talked okay. guy things and yeah. just had a good time. So it's healthy. It's healthy. And even if it's not just a trip where you're going away, but just, a, you know, like an evening out or just being able to do what you do without yeah. necessarily being uh, stuck at the hip to one another, afraid to leave each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we know couples that won't, won't do anything apart from one couple. One, you know, just, or if you do leave, you calling them all day long or, you know, texting them all day long or whatever. You might as well stay home with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So Mona, Mona, what do you say to wives about letting their husbands go? I say, um, after 27 years of being married, and I love Al, I, I adore him. I still, I don't want to lose myself in this marriage. And I don't want Al to lose himself, right? We are still individuals. You know, God brought us together, but I'm still Mona and Al is still Al. We both still have our hobbies and our interests, and we shouldn't have to sacrifice and give those up just to be together. Yeah, we shouldn't have to do those things. We shouldn't. We should not. So I encourage wives, if your husband loves fishing or shooting, um, you know, let him experience those things. And while he's gone, have you some fun, girl. Go get, you know, get your nails done, get a mani-pedi, get a massage, call your girlfriends, take a walk. Dr. Tony, you and I and, and our friends Robin and Roz, we started hiking the past yeah. months, right? Yeah. It's been and it's healthy. And I'm telling you, it's healthy. It and it helps the the marriage. It keeps something, I don't know what it is about it, it keeps us fresh, if it's you will. Fresh. In the marriage, and it keeps us uh, wanting to be with each other or missing each other. And that reunion time when we come back together is so much better because we had time apart from each other to take care of each myself or focus on my goals or focus on what I need to do for me to stay healthy. And then when we come together, we can be healthy individuals because I'm, I'm convinced that Satisfied individuals make a satisfied marriage. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. When you have one spouse that is unfulfilled, unhappy, don't don't know who they are, have not don't has not experienced uh um success in any area of their lives, it makes it it it's a drain it's a on drain. the marriage. Absolutely it is. Have you, have you have you have you all had the opportunity to um uh, I know you do marriage counseling and you all teach on marriage in our church and others, but have you had to share those kind of things with couples and encourage couples along those lines about both persons in the marriage being fulfilled? Oh, most definitely. Just I mean, recently, about yeah. two weeks ago, we shared yeah. with a couple, um, a young couple just, you know, newly married and they're, you know, they're finding their way. Right. And yeah. Um, they want to do all their hobbies together, all their time that's not spent at work. You know, that family time, that quality time, they want to do it together. Yeah. And, um, we explained to them um, the value of still being individuals, right? Yeah. Now, you know, the guy can't go out all night with his. With oh, his yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are boundaries. 
Yeah, and that's right. And we're going to talk about setting those healthy boundaries, not only as individuals, but around the marriage itself. That's where we're going. So you're right. We're not talking about anything disrespectful. We're not talking about anything where your spouse feels rejected or or unloved. But we're just talking about having that healthy amount of space for each partner in the marriage to be fulfilled and to refresh themselves and take care of themselves. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Tony, I would just like to, you know, this particular couple that I'm thinking about, um, they're newly married. And I think one of the issues young couples deal with is society or society slash social media. Um, when When you think about love or when you think about relationship, society says, oh, you have to be together. You have to do everything together. Um, you know, the romance yeah. stories that we see on TV is yeah. always together. Well, that's not reality because we're all individuals. We all need our own space. When, when Mona and I came together, we had two. She was living her life. I was living mine. She had separate hobbies. I had things that I love. We can't expect our mate to merge everything once we get into that relationship. There's still yeah. going to be some things where we want to, you know, do some things differently. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we can't, even though we're merging and I call it harmonizing, harmony, bringing harmony, even into our marriage, what makes, you know, let me just say this. I just got a picture and I want to throw this out there. You know, my whole concept of, of harmony versus balance, you know, I kind of, I I look at self-care as a way of harmonizing my life. That's why it's harmonize your life, conversations on self-care I use the word harmony because I have a music background and um, I've come to understand, I've come to discover that balance is not attainable and it's, it's, it's really an elusive animal. It's an an elusive ideal that is, we want, we say balance, but when you think about balance, it, it, it suggests that we have equal distributions of everything in our life. And that's just not reality. But I, I prefer the word harmony because harmony says I can have different, I can have a, a lot of more of this and less of that, or I can focus on a particular area in my life and maybe put something else on the back burner while something else is on the fore, on the front burner. But I can make it harmonize or, or mesh together in a way that brings peace and harmony. When I think about the musical score and when I when I think about harmony, because on a musical score, you have different notes. Mm-hmm. You have different um, uh, you have half notes, whole notes, you have quarter notes, you have different um, uh, musical notations that tell you when when to crescendo or when to uh, be silent, when this when to speed it up or when to slow it down. All these things can be happening on the same score of music. And they are different, but it's something about uh, when they are played at the right time with the right conduct conductor or musician that makes it a harmonious piece. And what could be a cacophony could be music to our ears. And that's the way I look at marriage. We are two different individuals that God calls together and somehow 
The two become one and we can be make harmony together. Although I have a different personality, he has a different personality. I may have different hobbies. He has different hobbies. We may have different perspectives on different things, but when we bring it together, there we can make, we can make beautiful music together. Beautiful that's, music. It's a great analogy. Very yes. Good. Yes. Very good. Yeah. So so we talked about doing being whole in our marriage as individuals and bringing harmony, uh, taking self-love and how that looks in our marriages as individuals. What about the idea of this setting healthy boundaries around the marriage now? So we talked about individually, but now we are a married couple. So how do we set those healthy boundaries around the marriage? Where Because we got family members, we got children, you got adult children, you got grandchildren, you're working businesses, you got your entrepreneurs, you got businesses that you're running. Um, some people are here may not be entrepreneurs, but they work jobs. We have children. I have ministry, church. All this stuff, we're a part of organizations that take our time. How do we set healthy boundaries now around the marriage itself? You know, I'm going to take your question and use this as an opportunity to slip a little marriage coaching in there at the same time. Come on, do it. When we first got together, you know, Mona came to the marriage with a nine-year-old. I came to the marriage with a five-year-old, both girls. And Mona and I... From day one, we were in love, loved each other. But there were some times when we really butted heads in our household and we butted heads because our two children, they had learned to manipulate things and they would get us fussing. And then the next thing you know, they're over there playing. They're happy. And we came to the conclusion that it was you know, they those children like their lives prior to Al and Mona being a get, being together. So oh. things to try to aggravate us and get us to fussing. And once we started fussing, they were happy. So oh. this is where the term protect our peace came in. So okay. in, it, one of the boundaries or how you set boundaries is, you know, have it to the forefront that you want to protect your peace. And, you know, old people used to say, choose your battles. Okay. Okay. So we would protect our peace or choose our battle by saying, okay, kids, I know you want this and I see what you're doing, but Mona and I, we're a team. Okay. We're a team. Right. We do what it takes for us to be happy. And if we're happy, you guys are going to ultimately be in the best situation. Uh, versus us fighting and now the whole house is in an uproar. Yeah. So, you know, that's the first example um, of protecting your peace. And that's one of the things we do, no matter whether it's business or uh, with friendships. Uh, I have a friend that's uh, somewhat single um, in South Florida and he comes up to visit every once in a while. There's portions of his lifestyle that he has in South Florida that he can't bring here when he comes to visit. You know, okay. okay. He can't say, he can't say hey, Al, um, Mona's at work. Let's go to the strip club or, you know, <laughs> up to four or five o'clock in the morning because I have to protect my peace. That's a boundary that I said. He wouldn't say that because he knows who I am. Yeah, and he loves you. Right, right. But, you know, but there are people, Al and Mona, who've not set those boundaries around their marriage. And so, you know, they I'll go back to the children analogy. There are couples 
a lot of times, and I have to say this, a lot of times it's the it's the wife that or or that may a lot of times women feel like, you know, with the children, you know, they have to always be focused on the children and and the husband may suffer, you know, because of that. Or sometimes it's the husband who may uh, feel like they can't say no to another family member, maybe a parent or somebody like that in our family, um, extended family and things like that. And so there's no, no boundary around the marriage where other people are concerned, where you say, hey, I got to protect what's going on here. Exactly. I can't, I can't put my marriage in jeopardy trying to hang out with you. That's right. Yeah. Or yeah. satisfy you. And we, we tell our children when it's all said and done, it's going to be Jonathan and Tony. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Because y'all going to grow up and leave. You're going to get your, you know, Jonathan got married last year. You know, he used to come hug me and kiss my face and all that kind of stuff. Now, if he says hello to me, I'm feeling really loved. <laughs> Because he's doing that to Jasmine now. <laughs> he got his own wife, right? And so, I, you know, to, but that's what we raise them to do. We raise them to grow up and to have their own life and to, to you know, leave and cleave to one another. So when we don't protect the marriage, right. we don't have boundaries around the marriage. You said protecting your peace. So, what are some other ways? What are some other practical ways that we can protect our peace or keep that boundary around our marriage so that we make sure that we're taking care of this before we take care of everything else that we have going on in our lives? Okay, what I'm going to say now, initially, you're not going to tie it together, but it's going to come here. Okay. Um, one of the things that I always tell people, and you've heard me say this a hundred times, we have to be intentional. Yeah, that's, that's it. my favorite words. Um, so one of the things that we do, and because we're intentional about protecting our relationship, protecting our love, protecting our peace, um, we self-develop together. Um, oh, okay. We, we attend a lot of seminars, a lot of conferences. Um, we read all, most of the same books. And I mean, yes, we do have very similar interests. So it's, it's easy but think about it. If a couple, if an individual in a marriage is going through all types of self-development, you can very well leave your spouse behind. I mean, oh, yeah. so we do a lot of development together. I mean, we didn't travel because of COVID in 2019, 2020 so much, but 2019, we probably attended five different seminars or conferences out of state. Um, okay. We were trying to grow together. We grow together. And and Bishop Alvarado and I call that growing together growing to growing together while you grow the marriage. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And growing as individuals while you grow the marriage. So as we're learning and developing ourselves. So you're saying one of the ways that couples can do this, listen couples, one of the ways that you can uh, keep your marriage strong and healthy and setting those healthy boundaries. You heard them say they went to five different developmental conferences together and, or they're reading some of the same material, same books that are helping them grow as individuals, but it's also helping them grow the marriage and protecting the marriage and keeping those healthy boundaries around the marriage. Good, 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 good. You know, Dr. Talk, we, have, uh -huh. we have coached individuals um, that have had some marital issues where 
one has gone on and gotten several degrees and the other mm-hmm. one had not. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, you know, the one person that has all the degrees, you know, he or she feels very smart. And the other one, you know, feels like, well, I don't know everything that you know. I don't have all those degrees. And now there's a separation, you know, Mm -hmm. because they feel there's an intellectual difference. Uh, An intellectual divide. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And and, and from what I hear you saying, it doesn't even have to be a degree program because you all are doing just going to seminars and stuff. So just doing things like listening to this podcast together or being a part of marriage ministry together, things like that, that you can do maybe watching videos together, reading books together, Definitely. something like, and not necessarily sitting down together, together. Like Bishop and I don't generally read at the same time. We got a different rhythm for reading, but we are reading a lot of the same material so we can talk about it uh, together. Yeah. Excellent. And, and, and listen, let me tell you one of the ways to keep us happy keep me and Bishop married and staying together is that whenever we get books, he get his own book and I get my own book and I highlight cause I highlight where I highlight, he highlights, he writes notes. Um, we don't share books. We went to, we went through all of our degree programs, um, graduate degree programs together. We, we did our master of divinity together, our THM work together. And we did our doctor of ministry uh, at the same time in the same programs at the same school. And it was a really good time for us. It, it was a bonding time for us. And it did help us to grow uh, individually and together as, um, uh, as a couple. What do you say about some other practical things? Mona, is there any other practical thing that, you all do that protect the marriage or help keep you all moving in the same direction? Yes, we're surrounded by healthy marriages. So we're not just a part of the marriage ministry. We also reach out to married couples. Okay. So I I do want to promote marriage ministry or some form of marriage connections. Um, And I are, are married today because we were active in our marriage ministry and we were surrounded by other couples that we can call on when things got really rocky. And they did. Um, we wrote a book called Marriage Ordeal to Ideal. Because And I have that. I'm going to put that on the screen. So yeah. you all wrote this book, Marriage Ordeal to Ideal. What's the gist of the book? Well, because our marriage was in a state of ordeal, right? <laughs> Remember, you talked about our kids and how they manipulated us. And, you know, we were both married before. So I had an ex-husband. He had an ex-wife. We were a blended family. So our marriage was in a state of ordeal. And because we were active in our marriage ministry and surrounded by other healthy couples 27 years ago, I believe it sustained us. Right. We can pray with other couples and, you know, just be in their presence. And they say, you know what? This is going to be okay. And that's a form of self-care. That's a a form of self-care and self-love. Knowing you need help. Yeah, Yeah. knowing you need help. And getting the help that you need. Self-care in marriage could look like getting counseling, going to seminars, reading books like Alan Mona's. It's it's about or reading Bishop Alvarado and Dr. Tony's book, Let's Stay Together, Relationship Strategies for mm-hmm. Successful Marriage. All these things are about self-love in the marital context. And so loving me, you know, is loving you and you loving you is loving me. And then we love each other 
by caring for the marriage, the marriage union, the relationship that we have together. So in, um, in your book, how did you get to this, uh, this place of ideal? You, you said you came from ordeal. How did you get to ideal? We grew up, you know, marriages for grown folks, right? <laughs> we we studied together. God knows we prayed together. And we, we just had to, you know, grow up maturely, just mature emotionally, right? Stop taking everything personal, everything stopped being an attack on us. You know, okay. we started learning how to just create a platform of honesty, you okay. know? And, and this is self-care. This is Mona, I'm telling you, someone asked me the other day, what, you know, define self-care. And I tell them self-care is everything from being honest with your spouse or your significant other or the people in your world to going to the spa and getting a massage. It's everything. It's all of that. Right. It's self-care. It's self-love because I love me and I love you in the marital context. I love you and I love me. Right. And I'm going to do what I need to do to protect that love. Absolutely. And grow that love and have a healthy boundary in the relationship. You know, one time I heard you all talking about setting y'all did some stuff like vision boards and stuff like that. Talk to us about some of those practical things that that you all have done that keep the boundaries in your relationship. Yes. So for the past. 27 years, we've been setting um, time aside each at the beginning of the year to um, to do vision boards. And it has just been successful for us because, you know, the Bible says, write your vision and make it plain. Yeah. And if there is no vision, the people perish. Right? Yeah. Right. And so, and in doing our vision boards, it, it does allow us to be honest with each other. Because, you know, me, I want to say, oh, I want to take five trips this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Al comes along with his vision like, OK, I, I understand and I value that you want to travel, but we're not taking no five trips. Now, maybe, <laughs> I can, you know, we can do two trips. Right. But if you just put your visions together, right, uh -huh. some of them you can attain. Maybe not five trips, or maybe we can do two trips this year, right? Yeah. And so I think it has helped in our business and growing the business. You know, we started out with one um, child care center. You know, when we got the opportunity to do the second one, we we came together. We prayed, God is, you know, is this your will? Mm -hmm. Right. We want to stay married. We want to stay active in church and we want to grow our business, right? Okay. So, okay. We want to stay married. I heard those three things. You want to stay married, you want to stay active in the church, and you want to grow your business. And I love the order that you put that in, mm -hmm. Mona, right? Mm -hmm. you, I love the order that you put that in because it's important, even when we're active in the church and when we're active in other organizations, when we're, at, when we're working and we have all this stuff we want to do, but we cannot put those things before our marriage. Absolutely. And I appreciate the fact that you put the marriage first and then those other things. And that doesn't mean that we know God is first. You did, I noticed, you know, and some people say, well, she said um, active in the church and we want you to be active in the church. That's important. But some people are more active in the church than they are at home. 
Right? And that's a problem. <laughs> and that's a problem. Yeah. Some people are more active in the sorority or fraternity than they are in the marriage. Some people work too much. There is a such thing as working too much. Or always, you know, you got, got to get your grind on. And then the spouse or the marriage is suffering because you didn't know how to put those healthy boundaries between family, friends, ministry, work, whatever it is even some of our own desires and goals, we still have to submit it to what's best for our marital relationship and how do we keep that healthy. You all are business owners. Yes. And so I want to let them know about Kids Are Kids Academy, Learning Academy in Snellville, Georgia. Yes. Yes. yes right. Yes. Learning Academies. There are two. Oh, there's two. Okay. Yes. So yes. two academies yes. in Snellville, Georgia. So if you need somewhere to take your children, uh, are you open now? Um, right now? Are you open? You're taking children? Yes, yes we are. Yes. We are open. Both sites are open. Um, we open at 6.30 and close at 7 p.m. Both sites. Okay. Yes. And I know you all are, um, the children are safe. I know the anguish that you all went through behind the stuff you had to do to get ready and make sure everybody's safe in this environment, in this COVID environment, your staff, as well as the children and the families that are bringing their children. So trust me, trust me, they are doing all of it. They are making sure you are in their center. So you can find them on Facebook at KRK Ronald Reagan. That's the Facebook page for Kids Our Kids Learning Academies in in Georgia, in Snellville, Georgia. I want you to go check out their book, Marriage Ordeal to Ideal. This is the book that Al and Mona Roberts are the authors of, yes. and uh, it will help your marriage to uh, to be to be able to do that. And um, yeah, so I, I want you to do that. They will be a blessing. They are a blessing to our local church. They are a blessing to Bishop Alvarado and I, and I know they'll be a blessing to every uh, one of you that listen to this podcast and uh, who would follow them. Listen, you can even follow them. I believe you can follow them on Instagram, right? Can we follow y'all on Instagram? Where do we find y'all on Instagram? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Do I have a banner here for to for them to follow y'all on Instagram? Let me let me put it up there. Okay. So where can we find you on Instagram? On IG, we can find you at... I think it was Al Roberts. Correct. Underscore and Mona. Let me make sure I'm typing that right. Mona. Mona Roberts. Underscore. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. So let me put that up. Uh, let's see here. Al Roberts underscore Mona Roberts underscore. You can find them on age on Instagram there and follow them. They will be a blessing to your life. Listen, if you need somebody to teach on marriage ministry, if you need someone, uh, you need a couple to come and uh, and and teach in your groups, uh, in your church. This is a dynamic couple that can come and teach. They teach in our church and they have done a wonderful job with our marriage ministry. They are also uh, marriage counselors. So if you're in need of some help, you heard them say that one of the um, things that um, that you that you need in your marriage and part of self-care in marriage is counseling and therapy. 
We believe in therapy. We believe in counseling and you can do it individually and together in the marriage. We recommend that you do it individually and we recommend that you do it together. It's a part of loving yourself and loving your spouse. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a part of setting those healthy boundaries, learning how to set boundaries in marriage. There are too many marriages that fall apart because we don't know how to set those healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. between family, friends, significant other people in our lives. uh, uh, Or we don't know how to set boundaries with work or extended family, or even in our hobbies, we don't know how to set those boundaries uh, with those things. So I want you to do that, follow them and look them up if you're in need of marriage counseling. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can also go to my YouTube channel and you can follow us there and you can watch, you can listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, You can watch this podcast on YouTube at my YouTube channel, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. You can also go to um, my website there at drtonyalvarado.com and you can find the work that we are doing in self-care. Ladies, join the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network. Mona is a part of our group. She's a part of our network. Mona, you've heard her talk about our self-care retreats that we sponsor and that we host every year in January. We set that time at the beginning of the year, women, before we get our calendar all full with everything else and kids and the husband and everybody else and husbands. Let your wife go to the self-care retreat like Al does. Please let your wife come to the self-care retreat. She'll come home better. She'll come home ready for you. And you'll have a wonderful year with your wife because she came and set herself, got herself together at the self-care retreat. Right, Mona? Right, right on. Husbands, you won't regret it. And you I, will not regret it. Now I need you to tell the husbands they won't regret it. Hey, hey guys, let her go. She'll come back loving you. I promise. She'll come back loving you. She'll yes. come back better if yes. she comes to the self-care retreat. So we want you all to support us. Listen, if you, I would love for you to join us. Seriously, join our Harmonize Your Life uh, uh, self-care network women help us do the work that we're doing. We have started a self-care movement for women of color. We believe that uh, we are called to help us be whole spirit, soul, and body. Uh, we believe that as a community, we do not have to be number one in every disease and every lifestyle disease, heart disease, diabetes, stroke, all sorts of cancer. We don't have to be number one in those things if we learn to eat healthy, take care of ourselves. We can have healthy marriages. We don't have to have high divorce rates in our community if we learn how to take care of ourselves and put healthy boundaries in our marriage. We have started a self-care movement and I want you to come on and join us. And brothers, you can join too. You can join us. You can um, support the work that we're doing in self-care and we believe that we can do this thing together. Thank you again, Al and Mona. Thank you again for coming on to the Harmonize Your Life. Thank you. I'm so glad that you are in my life, that you are in Bishop Alvarado's life. You are in the life of our local church and that you were able to pour into our podcast community on today. Follow us next week. We'll be back with another guest on the Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color podcast with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. 
Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.